0: This episode of the Bedroom Studios podcast is brought to you by Herb McGoo. Enjoy. Okay, so hey, we're going to give everybody a couple of uh, updates, rundowns on things that are going on with the bands on uh, Bedroom Studios wouldn't call it a label, because uh, I ain't got no money, but uh, I do put out quite a bit of shit, and it mostly is shit. Anyway, so uh, Exorcist was supposed to have a full-length album coming out July 31st. That's going to be delayed till August 31st, at least, because I haven't been doing shit with it because of some crap that you'll hear about later on in this episode. Um, Never Again is supposed to have a full-length album coming out... Uh, October 31st, but that might get pushed back too since sex is getting pushed back because uh, I keep putting too much on my plate on my table because my eyes are bigger than my stomach. So I uh overwork myself again. Uh, After all that, after both of those get done, uh, I'm currently doing a very secret project with somebody. Um, I don't know if he wants me to tell anyone what it is yet or who else is involved with it or maybe it's going to be a surprise, but uh, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also another secret project that I'm part of, and this is gonna be big, like, I don't know, like microscopic, I don't know, could be a little bit bigger than that though, but uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that, uh, getting together with a few people and a couple of new people and doing something, uh, breathing life back into something that will be really, really, really cool to do. Uh let's see, Unstoppable Evils album is still, uh, we're still waiting on the vocalists to do lyrics so they can come by and record their parts and then that will come out whenever that happens. Uh, and then after all that, uh, Vex, the very f- second thing I ever put out, Vex, which is a synthwave in, in type of thing, is going to go a little more industrial but keep some of the synthwave, 8-bit, 16-bit type stuff in it. And I might be looking for a vocalist to uh to do that, kinda like how I've got a, a a different vocalist, Joshua Craig, for the never again stuff. So uh if anyone's interested in being a vocalist for a synth wave industrial type of thing, uh go listen to that first Vex album and then imagine that with uh heavier drums, guitars and bass. And that'll be kind of what you know that's gonna be about. Maybe I'll you know can get something recorded here soon. Uh, da, 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 da. What else? What else we got here? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, you can check all that stuff out on the Bandcamp page. That's uh, HTTPS for the security, colon slash slash. That's backslashes, not forward slashes. Those don't work. And they will get you on a government watch list. Uh, thebedroomstudios.bandcamp.com because Bedroom Studios was taken by some dude in Indonesia somewhere who's got. One song on his page, and he's not doing anything with it. <sighs> Anywho, well, that's all the updates for now. Uh, until then, TTYL, uh, ta ta. Wait, what did he say? TTFN, ta ta for now. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Okay. Bye. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Bedroom Studios. It's been a while since we've done an edition of The Sleepover. We've had a couple of people, no call, no show, I guess you'd say. But uh, we're going to do something a little different tonight, something a little fun. Uh, this uh, this episode of whatever the hell this is, is going to have a couple of different things going on. But the first thing we're going to do is me and my wife are going to play a stupid little game that she's come up with to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> By the way, this is Sarah, my wife. Hello. Say hello, bitch.
1: <laughs> hello. <laughs> you-
0: You had me right sideways on this (laughs) pad. Okay, so Sarah, go ahead and tell us what this game is and what the hell we're doing.
1: (laughs) So I picked 10 uh, Canadian cities.
0: You Sorry, 5.
1: Not 10. Because 10 would be too much for you. So we picked 5 Canadian cities, (laughs) 5 American cities, and I have to try to pronounce the American ones, and you have to try to pronounce the Canadian ones. Mm
0: -hmm. And the winner will be the not the biggest fool, <laughs> and the loser will be you. No, know, has to clean the stove or walk the dog. One of the two.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Anyway. Okay. So who's going to go first?
1: Uh, you go ahead. Say no, the first one. It wasn't
0: important that we wrote down where these the states or the provinces or anything of these in because I didn't write down the I didn't write that down.
1: No, just whatever you're supposed to pronounce.
0: Okay. All right. So by me going first, does that mean i'm I'm gonna try to read the first name or does that mean that I'm gonna try you're gonna try to read uh
1: you try to read the first name and then I'll tell you how it's actually pronounced, and then I'll read the first name you tell me how I did it right and All so right. forth
0: okay, so I guess what, what we'll do first for everybody is we'll spell spell these out because then some people may know how to pronounce these already, so this is the first Canadian name that I get to pronounce it is spelled c <clears throat> h I L L I W A C K looks like chili Whack, but I'm guessing that's probably not how you say it. The dog's trying to eat the sticky note, Zoe. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess—is uh, it Whack?
1: Yes. Aha!
0: Suck it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I gotta. I'm gonna keep score here. I forgot to keep score. I need two hands for this. Josh, <laughs> Sarah, Josh, one. Okay. And now you may go to your first name.
1: Okay. It's spelled.
0: Okay, there you go. I was going (laughs) to say, I didn't know you were going to spell it. Okay, go ahead.
1: I have a good memory, unlike you. Okay, so it is spelled L A F A Y E T T E. I'm going to say Lafayette.
0: Son of a bitch. One to (laughs) one. Son of a gun. All right, next name on your list here. So it's all tied up, folks. It's neck and neck so far, (laughs) or stub to stub. Okay, this one is pronounced number two on the Canadian names. You gotta spell
1: it first.
0: I'm getting to that. I I can't pronounce it if I know how. It's it's spelled N I P I S S I N G. Looks like Nipissing. Um, Man, that's fucked. How many chances do we get to try to pronounce it correctly? One,
1: three.
0: One. We get one chance Two. to pronounce this fucker right.
1: You can sound it out and then, you know, final answer.
0: Well, hell, that's more than three guesses. That means I can sit here and generally just.
1: <clears throat> but then it, you have to pick which one's right and can't... tell me. And
0: then. Oh, I've seen butt and ass as places. This cannot be my pissing. Can't be pissing. Is this shit, <clears throat> Bill? Is it Nipissing? Yes. Aha! Eat my Nipissing. Okay, two to one. Alright, your next name?
1: Okay, the next name is I'm guessing two words? This
0: is in the United States. Yes, it's two words. That's why there's a space in between them.
1: Okay, it's L-A space. Ooh, What's going on in there?
0: Dog growling. Oh. wolf. Okay, War wolf so,
1: <laughs> L-A space J-O-L-L-A Okay, so I'm guessing this is the, since this is a state and not Canada, it's not French, so it's not La Jolla it would probably be I want to say La Jolla
0: Incorrect oh, It's pronounced La Jolla
1: La Jolla okay. La
0: Jolla the fan, blew so the, wanting... the, bland, the fan blew the damn thing in the way. All right. My turn again. I'm winning. The Americans winning.
1: You're not going to win this next one.
0: Shut up. You don't know that. <clears throat> Holy hell. Like, it looks like guacamole. This is for, <laughs> spelled G A N A N O Q U E. Is it? I'm going to say Gunanoke.
1: Nope. Damn it.
0: How you pronounce There's that?
1: a right way. There's a wrong way. There's the Gananoque way. There's the what? <laughs> Gananoque way.
0: Gananoque? That's what I said.
1: You did not. It's Gananoque way. Like, way is actually...
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Q-U-E is way? Okay, I thought you forgot. Yep. To... Gananoque? way? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. All right, we're picking
1: that So, I we're tied now.
0: Um... No, because I ah. shit. No, because I got two right so far. You've only got one right. Well, shit. Yeah.
1: All, right. All right. So the third one is K I S S I M M E. I'm gonna say kiss me.
0: No, and you didn't. You didn't completely spell that correctly.
1: I did. K I S S I M M E E.
0: Okay. Well, I'll give you a. Se- I'll give you a second guess because there's actually two e's on the end of that. Okay. And how would you, uh, what did you? What did you say the first time?
1: me. No. Okay, to, hang
0: on. I had to double check
1: because it... I don't even know. <laughs> Kississimi.
0: Was that a legit guess? Oh. No, <laughs> incorrect.
1: Um, I'm gonna. Say, I am going i do not know. I say me, but I don't know.
0: Incorrect. That is okay. pronounced Kissimi. Kissimmee, okay. Kissimmee, not Kissimmee, Kissimmee. All right. Okay. Two, one, I'm still winning. Like all the great world wars. <clears> hey, <throat> okay, this next Canadian bullshit term is spelled C-O-C-A-G-N-E. Hmm. <clears> hmm.
1: <throat>
0: C-O-C-A-G-N-E. Mm-hmm. I want to say cocaine, but I'm not sure. That's how you pronounce it. Cockney? No. I'll do it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck
1: it, fuck it. <laughs> it's cocaine.
0: Cocaine. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was. It's kind of like uh, how uh, John C. Lilly pronounces cocaine.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, there you
1: go.
0: All right. So still two to one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna set in.
1: <clears throat>
0: I'm in it. All right, My you're... next
1: one is W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R can I, say,
0: can I just say I'm very proud of you for not going W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R Just spelling it as fast as you fucking can Anytime I ask her how to fucking spell something Or what the phone number is She immediately rattles it off as fast as she goddamn can Like, you know, fucking time is of the essence And there's never Time is never of the essence How did you pronounce that?
1: Okay, I'm just gonna say that maybe if everything was spelled in your handwriting, I would read a lot slower. So, <laughs> I said Worcester,
0: and you'd be mm-hmm. wrong. Okay, that city is pronounced Worcester. Worcester. Oh, damn it! Dummy.
1: Mm-hmm. right. You're not gonna next Wait, pronounce the next you one. Should have
0: done a sixth one in case there's a tiebreaker. Because if I miss this and you get the last one correct, then, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, this one's <laughs> okay. It looks like
1: And this is <laughs> this is a real
0: But that's not how you per, so um this letter this word is pronounced is spelled T A T A M A G O U C H E like <laughs> Gooch, But I'm pretty sure that's not it. <coughs> Atamaguche. No. See, y'all have to fucking put the French in there, and everything ends with E. It looks like it's supposed to be K or K or whatever. How the hell do you fucking say
1: that? Goosh.
0: Damn, I was gonna fucking say Goosh, but I was <laughs> like, the, the first word was gaga or cockanagege or whatever the hell. <laughs> oh,
1: fuck. Okay. All
0: right, it's still. Two to one, but I'm still winning, folks. If she doesn't get this right. America.
1: Okay, so this is spelled.
0: Directly into the speaker, by the way. (laughs) That's going to rip headphone users.
1: I'm very sorry. Like, really sorry. Not just Canadian. Sorry. Okay, so. Ma'am. B-E-T-H-E-S-D-A. I want to say Bethesda
0: or Bethesda. Wrong oh, no, on both counts. It's pronounced Bethesda. I, 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 I. Ah, fuck What do you mean? Ah, you guessed not only once, but twice.
1: I said, I want to say this and this. I said, we get a final answer, but whatever.
0: Son of a bitch. Okay, I'll call it. A, we'll call it a tie then. We'll call it a tie. No. Uh, that's right. You didn't. You. Mm, we'll have a tiebreaker at a later, uh, later point, but uh, this has been. I don't know what to call this segment. Stupid fucking names. Why can't people learn how to spell with Josh and Sarah? Say goodnight, Sarah. Au revoir. No, I didn't say au revoir. I already showed (laughs) anchovy. I said say goodbye or goodnight. Goodbye.
1: Goodnight.
0: It's finally, like, nice outside. It's not, you know, swimming through thick fog, humidity. It's not 140 degrees. It was like 84 today, and it felt great. There's no humidity. You know, it could be 100, with no humidity, and it would feel great outside. So. I made a post the other day on my Facebook page about dealing with obsessive-compulsive disorder and dealing with untreated obsessive-compulsive disorder. I don't know why I'm even recording this right now. Uh, I don't know anyone besides me, like personally, that <clears throat> has this, that deals with this. Um, I've had it... Since I was a kid, uh, I just, things wouldn't, wouldn't work for me the way they were. Um, <clears throat> when I was little, I had certain, you know, there's things, it, it evolves, it changes. Uh, it afflicts certain things now, it'll afflict certain things later, certain things that will continue to afflict for your entire life. Uh, One of the first things I ever remember being OCD about was my Um, shoestrings. When I'd wear my shoes uh, when I was a little kid, I'm talking, you know, four years old, if they were not perfectly, perfectly symmetrical, the strings had to be exactly the same length. The loops had to be exactly the same length. If they weren't. It would, I would have a breakdown. And, you know, that's why I said, well, you're a little kid. Of course, you're going to have fucking hissy fits about all kinds of, you know, dumb shit. But this was, this was not the same. Uh, I would, when I got a toy, I would, I would remove anything from it that caused it to not be symmetrical. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember that. I had a screwdriver, a little. I had a little Phillips head screwdriver that I kept in my uh, my dresser. And if I ever got a toy that had pieces on it that I didn't like, I, I, that I felt that they weren't working, I would remove them, even though they were completely functional. There was nothing wrong with them. I still had to have them gone. And I would disassemble my toys as a kid. My dog's taking a honking crap over there. So that's interesting. Um, As I got older, you know, I had to do away with string shoes for a while. I had to do just Velcro shoes or slip-ons. I couldn't have shoestrings because I could never get them perfect. Uh, Same thing with haircuts and my facial hair as I started to become an adolescent. If it wasn't perfect, perfectly symmetrical, if there was one thing out of place, it would drive me insane. I've had miserable days at school, you know, anywhere where I was somewhere where I couldn't fix whatever was wrong. Uh, I didn't wear my glasses when I first got <clears throat> glasses. I wouldn't wear them because they didn't seem right. They didn't seem like they were shaped right. They weren't. You know, there was just, you know, always a little thing somewhere in something that kept me from being able to do certain things. Um, I couldn't ride roller coasters when I'd go to theme parks or even log flumes or anything like that because the idea of the pressure on you know the structure itself the, the the screws and bolts and stuff holding it together shaking and trembling loose and you know would make me have panic attacks um swing sets i still hate swing sets i can't be around them the just the the you know the the pressure of the pendulum you know the you know as 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 you swing you know your weight is increased because of the velocity when you're heading towards the ground. So just imagining it bowing and pulling on that metal, you know, freaks me out. Um, There were times where I couldn't drive my own truck. I mentioned that the tire pressure has to be exact, and that's that's still a thing. I routinely check my tire pressure. And if it's not right, I've got to go fix it. Even if I'm in the middle of something, I have to go fix it right then, right there, right away, as fast as I possibly can, because they cannot be uneven. I I usually try to keep forty in all four now. When before I could have you know forty in the front, thirty-five in the back. And, you know, that's another thing. That number never bothered me as long as it was above the um, the recommended tire pressure. You know, my tires say to have at least 35 pounds in the front and back. For some reason, I'm okay with 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. That's fine. But televisions and radios are a different thing. I can't... Imagine having my television volume or my radio volume be any number that doesn't end in a zero, a three, a five, or a seven. I don't know why, but it has to be that way. If something goes in increments of two, that's fine. But if it if it can be odd and even numbers, it's gotta end in a zero, a three, a five, and a seven. I don't know why. Ones and nines are the worst thing in the world to me in that kind of a situation. And it doesn't even affect anything. And I try to make my I try to make myself think about it like, you know, it's not it's not a set number. It's, you know, you're gaining volume. That there's not there's not any, you know, pegs there. It's just one continuous streak. This is just how high you are on the percentage. But that doesn't help at all. That doesn't help me. Um, locking doors. You know, that's, that's one of the big ones. Turning off lights and locking doors. I've never had issues with the lights. But locking doors, you know, that started after I got my own place. You know, I got my own place when I was like 22, 23 maybe. And once I got it, locking windows, locking doors over and over, you know, just horrible. The worst day in the world would be when I've got to lock my door and unlock it five or six times. And now I'm finally sure that, you know, I've done it. Now, wait a minute. Now, I don't know if I locked this window. So now I have to unlock this door that I've just locked five or six times go to you know this window in the house lock it make sure it's locked leave lock the front door five or six more times hopefully not have to stop and check my tire pressure before I get in my car unlock that get leave then obsess about my front door and my back door for a mile before turning around coming back and having to lock and relock lock, lock and relock same thing with my truck. When I would get home after going wherever I was going, I had to lock that over and over again. I killed my my key fob the first year I had the truck. I killed the battery in it. From just the constant, de- 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 de, just locking it over and over and over again. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Because I am. There's something wrong in my head that that, that won't let me confide in in what my eyes and ears are perceiving. My brain is literally telling me, don't trust your eyes, don't trust your ears, listen to me. And then, a few years ago, this parasite called obsessive compulsive disorder started messing with music for me. Can't have that. You know, until I got married and got the pets that I, you know, my pets, music was the number one thing in my life. It's still in the top three. Not bad. But, you know, I can't remember the first, the, you know, the first instance, yeah, was, was the tuning. Uh, or no, actually it was the string gauges. I didn't like strings, that were, from the largest to the smallest, something like fifty, forty-two, thirty-three. 42, 33. Just that bothered me. Why aren't they just even numbers or odd numbers or something? So that's why I get a lot of shit for playing Slinkies. Well, Slinkies come in power. Slinky seven strings, and they go, I think it's, uh, I want to say it's, 62 52 42 32 something like that or maybe it was 68 58 38 or 68 58 48 38 28 that was it it's 68 58 48 38 28 18 15 the highest string is an 11 but i don't use that so we're good i'm pretty sure that was it i don't know And then tuning became an issue. (sighs) People, you know, I don't blame them. It's fucking irritating waiting on someone to tune their instrument. It's especially if they don't know how. And it's not that I didn't know how. It's that it had to be perfect. And to some people's ears, it was. You know, it's fine. You know, my, my drummer... And best friend Terry and Mountain Bastard has always said, you know, when he saw me tuning, hey, it's good enough for the devil's music. You know, but even that wasn't enough to get me to stop obsessively detuning and then retuning and checking the tuners over and over again to make sure that when I played a chord, any chord, whether it be two, three, four, five, six strings, there was no wave at all. And there never was. It may take me 15 or 20 minutes of obsessively, you know, obsessively adjusting those knobs. But I don't think anybody can tune an instrument like I can. And then after that, what came after the tuning bullshit? Oh, yeah. that Then came the point where tuners weren't good enough. I had to do it by ear. So instead of sitting there tuning and at least allowing my bandmates in any of the bands I was in the, you know, affording them the opportunity to at least talk and shoot the shit, cut the breeze or whatever while I'm, you know, being a psycho over in the corner with my guitar, now I've got to hear it. And if I can't hear it over them talking, I've got to either turn up and look like an obnoxious asshole or I've got to wait until they finish talking and meanwhile have many panic attacks over and over again, which I'm kind of starting to have just talking about that. Um, and now we're, we've we gotten to the point where the, the way you make music, the way you play notes on a stringed instrument, like a guitar, a bass, a violin, a cello, an upright bass, whatever... Now we've gotten to the point where the strings are vibrating too much. And my brain is telling me, hey, I know you've been listening to music religiously for like, you know, 15 years now or so. But here's the thing. Those vibrations from those lower strings, they're hurting the speakers, they're hurting the instrument, and they're hurting your head you should probably knock it off. You know, I used to, and I can remember, I used to have my bass in my truck radio cranked up loud. You know, not so much that it was, you know, you might as well well be listening to a heartbeat monitor with, you know, bass, but enough that there was thickness in the, the sound, that it wasn't all highs and mids. But... When that happened, and it all started that day, I saw that Burzin video, I saw someone covering a Burzin song on an acoustic guitar, and I noticed the bass notes were the open E and then like the third and second fret E. And when he plucked the open E string on his acoustic, boom, and it just, the wavelength was so obvious, and it took so long for the string to return to a resting position. But meanwhile, when he fretted the second and third, boom, and it was like it was done. Like, the sound was still there, but the vibration was gone. And I was like, what the hell? How, you know, how is this? Why is that Why is that open string doing that? And I started obsessing over it. Then I grabbed my guitar, my acoustic, and sure as shit, it does the same thing. Well, no, that's not good. Why isn't that good, Brain? Oh, well, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. Why not? It's always done it. Well, it's not good. I'm just telling you. Listen to me. I'm your brain. And I had no choice but to listen to my brain. So now, that's too much. Open strings vibrate too much. What the fuck? What am I talking about even? What do you mean open strings vibrate too much? Well, they do. They vibrate more than fretted strings. And Sometimes I could convince myself, no, they don't. It's just because you know whoever you're watching is not completely holding that fret out there. They're loosening their grip, or or you know they're, they don't have their finger placed correctly. Because I would sit there with my bass or my guitar and fret and open and play, and I would occasionally see that yes, sometimes the fretted notes vibrate just as long. And just as, as much as an open string. But then I'd go right back into thinking, oh, well, it doesn't do that every time, though. Now, every time, the bass, you know, the open string is going to vibrate a lot. The fretted notes, not so much. And this is where we are. This is where I am with it now. Um, I've turned my bass off in my radio. I can't have bass. Even with no bass, with the music on, I'll reach down, because my speakers are exposed, and place my hand or or finger against the speaker and feel it vibrate. Especially with the music that I've written myself, where I know for a fact where there are open notes and everything else, and especially some of my earlier stuff that I recorded in B and C sharp with a five-string bass. I know where those open notes are. And sometimes... I can convince myself the speakers are not vibrating any more on that open note than they are any other fretted note. But most of the time, my brain goes, holy fuck, stop it right now, kill the music, and I do, and no matter where I am or how far I'm going, the rest of that time, I'm either driving in silence or ranting about how much I hate my head. And I can't make this stop. Going to a movie theater. I love going to the movies. But fuck. I tell you, after seeing after going into Endgame immediately after chugging a, a liter of whatever in the hell alcohol my dad gave me was so much easier because they always have to, you know, play those, those things at the beginning of, of most major chain movie theaters where they talk, tell you about the D box where you can get in the chair that vibrates and it's got the speakers built into it and it's just, boom, boom, boom. and that the, the vibrations you can feel in your body. And that sends me into panic attacks and I can't get up and escape because I'm frozen from the, you know, the psychological damage that I'm, uh, you know, allowing myself to to be dealt. So, yeah, going to the movies can be hell, especially if I, if it's something where I know there's going to be music. Like, and not everything has music. Every mo- there's no movies nowadays that don't have music. Well, there are some where it's not a huge thing. Horror movies, not so much. Yes, they have stringed instruments in them. But usually, you know, you're not going to break into an actual song. You're not going to hear fucking docking or something, you know, playing in there and just have to hear that and know that that open note on that, that bass and that guitar are just flopping away. As funny as that sounds. And I've had a couple of people reach out to me and tell me, "Dude, you need to you need to go seek a therapist. You need to go see, you know, psychologist or psycho psychotherapist or whatever. Get get some meds." Oh, I've I've tried that. I've been down that road, and it didn't help. And it's not that I did I don't think my doctor was listening or helping, but it's just like there was another thing about the anxiety. I have anxiety too. And I felt like, you know, going there and say, okay, I've got to tell him that these that the meds I'm on aren't working or this dose isn't high enough. Something's gotta change. And here comes my brain in, you know, like a little devil on your shoulder. Hey, you can't tell him that. He's the doctor. He knows better than you do. Well shit. So how are the meds working out for you? Working great. Can't complain. Okay, well, just keep doing what you're doing. See you in six months or a year or whatever. Okay, now I'm stuck. Now I've gave myself a timetable where I'm going to have to continue to deal with this because I can't bring myself to tell my psychologist or therapist or whatever, the meds aren't working, I need something else, or I need more of them. That's true defeat when they give you a med, and they say, okay, this is going to fix this stuff. We understand what the problem is. This is going to help you, and it doesn't. And then because of these same mental issues that you're trying to take the meds for, those same mental issues will not allow you to tell the doctor you need more help. They're not helping. You're, you're, You're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. You have a gun to your head, a knife to your throat. And you can't call out for help. Matter of fact, uh, I was supposed to get together with a friend tonight to discuss a, a band that he's forming that I'm supposed to play guitar for. And try to get myself ready. And went in there, picked up my instrument, started trying to play, just, you know, I got to get I can't have a freak out in front of someone over this. It's not working. I can't do it. Throw the bass down. Get out of the band room. Ugh. I haven't recorded anything for Exorcist or never again or Vex or anything else that's on my plate in months. Almost. Because I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. And know there's a huge truck. Oh, okay. It's just my sister's fiancé. And now all the dogs are going to go crazy. So I guess it's probably in this here because this is probably about all the pieces quite I'm going to get so I can do this. I don't want to go in the house and do it. Anyway, maybe tomorrow it'll be okay. But I guess we'll have to see. But uh, thanks to everyone that reached out to talk to me about all this bullshit I'm going through. I appreciate it. But I will keep you guys updated. Until next time, see ya. Okay, that does it for this edition of whatever the hell this was. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for checking up on me, checking up for the you know on what's the hell's going on. Why we haven't done anything in a couple of weeks? Because uh, what the fuck. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe we'll get back to a regular schedule program. But if you like this kind of bullshit, uh, let me know, and maybe we'll do something like this each week. I don't know. Maybe I can have other people on here making you know, themselves look like idiots instead of just myself. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Anyway, TTFN.